Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's January 23rd at some point on Monday, the day we're releasing this, so today I guess, the MLBPA is presenting their counteroffer to the owners. I highly doubt anything gets signed in this meeting, but please, please, be something productive. (laughs) We have a lot to get into today, despite the fact that we can't predict the future even 24 hours Baseball America has released their top 100 prospects list, which is stuck behind a paywall, of course. Uh, but we're going to get into what we do know, thanks to the wonderful people who have that in their budget. Uh, and the international signing period is open for this year. So we're going to get into these young players tonight. Uh, keep listening for this. We have some nuggets for you at this time uh, that we think are we think they're going to be funny. Uh, for those of you who tune into a Pirates podcast in January, I think that you will think they're funny too. <laughs> my name is Josh. I'm joined always by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey, how we doing, man? I tell you what, January in this part of the country can suck. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of this cold and the snow and geez. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm over with you. it. I'm over it. Uh, for I, me, it's mostly even cold but also like i don't i don't drive in the snow (laughs) i just i'm just like you know what it's just not worth it and i work from home um like we just everything's in town for us we don't have to go anywhere you know what i mean yeah so i just don't i don't even it's for me it's not i don't mind driving in it i just can't i just don't like it in general it doesn't yeah i just don't like it i went out my um, wife asked me the other day she goes you want to go outside and play in the snow with me i said no. <laughs> no. She went out. She fell backwards into the snow, made a snow angel and whatnot, and I just shined a flashlight on her and laughed. <laughs> at night? Yeah, it was like 8.30 at night. She's outside playing in the snow. No, that's double no. No. Now I'm going to no. nope right out of that situation. <laughs> I There's... took a couple pictures of it, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I, I hate cleaning off cars. I hate cleaning off the, off the sidewalk. I had all this energy last Monday and let me, I'm trying to think that's when we got all the snow, right? It was, you know, right before yeah, Monday. Sunday night into Monday. Sunday, I was out of it. I think I even said last week, if I said last week that I slept like a ton of hours that day, just like for whatever reason, it was just wiped out. And then come Monday, was out there shoveling, came inside, couldn't warm up. Turns out the next three days, I slept and like I didn't, I went, I worked for like three hours on Tuesday and was like, I can't do this. I had this massive headache. It's like, we were like, dang it, I could be sick. You know what I mean? So we like, Mm -hmm. we laid low and you know, whatever. And dude, it was nasty, but good now. Good for some days now, but. Good to hear. It's the snow. I swear to you, I, I got sick from shoveling. That's all it was. I'm not allowed to shovel snow anymore. <laughs> Wife says it's the leading cause of heart attacks and like random at home jobs. So she won't let me shovel. Snow I believe anymore. that. Yeah, I believe that it's awful. I have like a, they call it a snow thrower. It's not like a full on snow blower. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah. So 
players are supposed to present their counter offer tomorrow or today for you know for those who are listening it's monday right we release it on monday yeah. so today at some point today they're going to release their counter offer and of course all these things happen right after we release our episode so like we could have just talked about this but we obviously we're going to have to wait a week yeah so let all the information leak out before we say anything but man for me i just hope it's productive yeah if they come out with like a minor adjustment and they're still solar systems away or whatever, mm-hmm. that to me is going to be the biggest red flag of all of them. Yeah, I just, you got to make progress. Each one of these meetings, there has to be a little bit of progress made or the, you know, we're, we're talking about moving opening day. We're talking about moving all this stuff out. Spring training, right? I mean, they're not going to sign anything tomorrow. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way they come back with something that the owners are okay with. And I don't I don't expect that. If that happens, well, holy cow. But there's no way. Well, there's just no the way they would about, budge that far. The good thing about this one is it's going to be the first time that they're talking CBA talks in person. Every other time it's been virtual. Even this last they're one? Actually, yes. They're getting together in person this time. Okay. And everything I've seen like on MLB network and that is, you know, it's the first time they're getting together face to face. Okay. Cause they're they're They said that's a big deal because you make a deal face to face. Yeah, you absolutely you can do. make a lot more progress. Well, not only that, but I mean, everybody knows how big they feel when they're, when they're not face to face with someone or yeah. how like less, there's something to be said about making eye contact with somebody and saying like, man, if I'm going to work this out with you, I have to work with you. You know what I mean? Kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And I yeah. think there is something to be said about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> As of now. Um, so first kind of, oh, you know what? I, I, <laughs> so <laughs> for those of you who do not watch the YouTube, I have these little things that say like what we're talking about at the bottom. And like, I just didn't flip to that. So I flipped to it. There we go. We talked about it. So anyway, Baseball America released their list of top 100 prospects at this point. Um, you know, they do this periodically throughout the year, but mm-hmm. um, this is kind of like the the preseason, you know, kind of the big one that uh, is used throughout the year, I think, for the most part. Um, Pirates have six players in the top 100, and uh, I think the Diamond – you said the Diamondbacks, right, are the only other team – have, yep. Only other team with six players on the list – and I got to say, like, there's been a lot of times in the past we've liked our our minor league system, even the last, you know, couple of years through all these changes, we've said, oh, you know, they're making good moves. And then you look at the top 100 and you're like, oh, but we're not represented really well here. We've got a lot of names, but we're not represented really well in that top 100. It's good to see, like, a representation of six guys in that top 100. Still no right. top 10, only one guy in the top 40. So you wonder like where that is, but like the, you know, but you have Henry Davis at 41 and Nick Gonzalez at 49. Those guys were drafted in 2020 and 2021. They're making their way into that. Sure. Into that top, you know, list there. So that that's how it works. You got to show it for, you know, some years to get into those top spots. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, 
I I still think that I, I think we're there. I think they are a little low on even Nick Gonzalez. Okay. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit older. He's done it in college. I, I think that means something. I think he should be higher than 49. I think he should be in the thirties at least. Okay. Obviously I, really do. I don't know all of the players who are ahead of him. So I don't either. So, I mean, but I you, guess, but what you're saying is you think Nick Gonzalez should be above Henry Davis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So that's where you, so anyway, the list is of our guys, the, the list is uh, O'Neill Cruz at number 14, Henry Davis at number 41, Nick Gonzalez at number 49, Leover Peguero at 78, Ronzi Contreras at 80 and Quinn Priester at 88, which by the way, Quinn, Quinn Priester dropped what? 38 spots from September's yeah. list. So that's really interesting from September's list. Right. What did you do between now September and now to drop that? Me- you know what I'm saying? Like that's actually yeah, interesting. There wasn't, there wasn't 38 people that just moved in. And it wasn't you know from I mean? the it wasn't from the draft or anything. Like how do you drop 38 spots after the season when you've done? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you made a ranking list in September. Quinn Priester probably didn't play any games after that, or very few. Right. And yet you dropped him 38 spots on this list. Who could possibly move into that list? How, who? What 38 people could move into that list to bump him down that far is a really interesting thing. I don't know how they get into that room and do that, but that is very interesting. And to, And this is like Baseball America. Both of those lists are Baseball America. Yeah. Which to differentiate, there is a Baseball America top 100 and an MLB pipeline top 100 and we usually use the MLB pipeline because it's uh because it's accessible where baseball america is um is is behind a paywall now mm-hmm. baseball america's lists do get leaked eventually you you know who's on the list yeah. um but it, there's still but i think that a lot of people would trust the baseball america list more because there's no MLB's putting the pipeline one together and is there some sort of you know, conspiracy behind some guys that they don't move up into certain places. Is there yeah. a motive for doing, I, you know, I don't know any of that stuff, but also that people just think that baseball America does a better job of, uh, uh, I don't know, projecting talent or, or even just analyzing it. So whatever, for whatever yeah. reason, whatever one, I, to me, I don't care. I think it gives you an idea. If you're number 14 on one list and number 10 on the other Guess what? He's good. If you're in the top 50, he's really good. And that's one thing I want to watch for. Cause like, there's some guys that aren't on this list mm-hmm. that we may be thinking like, Hey, well, what about this guy? You know what I mean? I think ours is, I mean, since we got six of them in there pretty yeah. well represented, it's hard to say why isn't so-and-so in, but even to say like, Oh, Quinn Priester's number 88. What happened there? I thought he was right. going to be really good. No, no, no. Let's not get it twisted. He's in the top 100. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. Everybody on this list is really good. Um, but anyway, that and it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're going to move into the majors and still be really good. This is still just a prospect list, right? Right. But it's a pretty good indication that these guys, you know, they, they look the part and they're they're doing it at least at their you know at the level that they're at right now. So. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. 
think it's a good list. Um, when's the last time the Pirates had six guys in the top 100? It has happened. Uh, I think um, Polanco was there. I, I'm trying to think of the year. Polanco, it was like, it was all those guys. Polanco, Tyone, Glassnow, Meadows, Nick Kingham, Alan Hansen, Reese McGuire. So you're probably looking at 2009-ish, 2010. Yeah, maybe more recent than that, even. Like, it was right before Polanco came up. And he came, well, up, he came in up in 2015, 2014, 2015. Let's go with that. Yeah. It was somewhere in that range when all those guys all of a sudden started popping in. And all those guys, all six of those guys, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of those guys who were in the top 100 that year have major have made it to the major leagues, no matter where they were on that list. Now, yeah. Alan Hansen, um, who would have probably been near the back end of that, and Reese McGuire near the back end of that, they've been there, and they've had their moments. You know, I mean, Alan Hansen had a nice little run with the White Sox, I think, for a minute, or the Giants. I know he played both. for both of those, I but both, I think yeah. he was pretty decent for the White Sox for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And Reese McGuire has shown up a, a bit for the Blue Jays. Um, Nick Kingham had the had the great start, and then you know we know there, and I think he's in Korea now. But um, Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass, now uh, we don't have to talk about these guys: Jamison Tyone, <laughs> Gregory Polanco. You know what I'm saying? They've all had their right. moments to yeah. shine. I think the best of the group, I still think, is Tyone. Um, but you know, Meadows could still be a great player in this in the league. I know that he's had his struggles at different areas of his game, but still yeah, he kinda he kinda got injured or whatever and then got slotted into that DH role and he hasn't really been able to Yeah, and get I think they've the kind of not role. played him against lefties and things like that. Uh, he just feels yeah. like he's not but he's still I mean the numbers I mean he hit thirty homers one year, so I mean it's yeah. gonna I feel like for him that's gonna come back and he can end up being, you know, a productive player, obviously, but mm-hmm. um to be a star, I mean not a productive player, I think. I think. Yeah. So anyway, the the idea is to now that we've got these guys, it's time to this for this development team to be better than they were with even that group. Yeah. I think Tyone, I, I know that's injury related. Glass now I think should have been more. You know what I mean? Could have been mm-hmm. more. I think there are a lot of parts of his game that that could have improved. Meadows I think was probably the cream of this of this crop as far as uh, like when he came up and when he was, I mean, I think that he was primed to be really good. And maybe there was yeah. areas, but Polanco, same thing. I think the injuries, along with, but Polanco's injuries were all after he got here. Yeah, like the ones that really messed with his performance. But, but development at this point, it, it's now this is the part that we're supposed to be good at. Right. Hansen got a cup of coffee with us, and McGuire a cup of coffee, and that was it. Did McGuire get them. a cup of coffee with the Pirates before he... Uh, you know what? I don't think he did. I don't up. think he did. He was part of the Liriano going to Toronto deal. Mm-hmm. Um, him and uh, what's-his-name that was playing with Cleveland last year and just signed with somebody else. Is it Lu- Luplo? No, 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 no. No, Luplo went to Cleveland. Um, Harold Ramirez. Oh. I think he was with Reese McGuire in that trade. I think. Now you got me questioning it, and so I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, I don't know. 
Liriana, who the... just retired, that we just, you know, yeah, just said. Yep. So that's great. Did we just we just talked about that right last week? We talked about that. No, he retired between episodes. Did he? Okay. Well, hey guys, Frankie retired. <laughs> Man, I thought we talked about it. Yeah, it was it was Reese McGuire and Harold Ramirez to the Blue Jays for Drew Hutchison. <laughs> what in the <laughs> world were we doing? Oh my gosh. And then he was turned for uh to the Astros for Teoscar Hernandez and look at that. Jeez. Unreal. Yeah. Do you know he was traded by the Twins? Liriano's been in some in some deals. Mhm. Liriano was originally signed by the Giants and was dealt uh to the Twins with Boof Bonzer and Joe Nathan for AJ Prezinski. So Joe Nathan and Liriano for Prezinski, that's a big deal. Yeah. And then the Twins, when they traded him to the White Sox, they got Eduardo Escobar, who was, <laughs> you know what I mean, just killing it with the Diamondbacks and went to the Brewers, and then I think he just signed with the Mets. But, like, that's a big name in there, too. Anyway, Liriano. Well hanging done. it up. Hanging it up. Well done, sir. Thank you for the wild card game and all that. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite pitcher on that staff. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, that's a that's our that's our rabbit trail from Reese McGuire to <laughs> to, to Frankie's retirement. Frankie's retirement. Um, and actually, but I agree. I agree with you on the development. This development team now now's the time to show up and develop these prospects, and let's not let Quinn Priester slip down even further. Let's get him back up. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's. Uh, I think that's uh, even if even if he doesn't get back up there, I think he's still in line to be a really good pitcher. Yeah, top one hundred. You know what I mean? Just kudos, get in there. Kudos on getting Ronzi up there, though. I mean, yeah, and I think that's big a big thing. Last year, yeah, he wasn't even in the top one hundred and then jumped in. So I mean, let's let that be said, though. It was five players. You know what I mean? Like we just moved our <laughs> six player six player into it. Yeah. So, you know, looking good. Now now we got to get, I mean, O'Neal Cruz, you got to play shortstop. Opening day? No. No. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, guys. It's not going to happen. Unless unless something comes up with the CBA that there's no reason not to, then there's a chance. I still, if he shows up and balls out in spring training, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think either. I don't think, but it would have to be that no one else in that middle infield is is going to push because the only way you do that I I mean and I'm just saying this. I don't I don't see Kevin Newman not being in the lineup. So if he plays, that means Newman's at second, which means that none of those other guys could have taken second base. And they were like, we got to do something. Although I just don't think that they're thinking that they got to do something. I don't think that. If Newman's not in our starting lineup, we deal him. I mean, I'd, that's a fair statement. I, I wouldn't argue that. But the idea to me, what I'm saying is, I don't think that there's even a position that they could possibly be in where they would feel like they have to play him. Because they do Quote unquote, don't out, have if, another option because I'm telling no. you, they'll they'll play Newman at short and they'll play Tucker at second 
And if he's if he's not doing well, they'll still give him a shot. And if it's not him, it's Chavis. If it's not him, it's Park. If it's not him, it's I mean, there's just so many guys that I feel like they're they're going to say, no, why not? When you say like, yeah, but none of those guys are hit. If none of those guys, none of those guys are hitting, and 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 Cruz is the only way. I say, well, we got to do something. We can't play these guys at second if we're going to go out and compete. They're not going to go out and compete. They don't plan on it. They've shown us that. By the way, is that considered tanking? I mean, if you got a major league a guy who's major league ready, if you think O'Neill Cruz is major league ready. And you're not planning because you're not planning on competing. Yeah, I would consider that tanking. And that's part of all these talks is they're yeah. saying that teams are tanking. So it's not right. But if you're talking about development and you say O'Neill Cruz is not ready, even though he's looking like it in spring, if you say, but he hasn't played in AAA and our development plan says that we want them to get so many games in AAA before they come up. If it's in their then, plan, do you derail your plan and say, yeah, but he's ready, we're going to play him? Yep. You do. I, I would. Do. I, I would. Think, I don't I care about a, that. A development plan goes person by person, not organization by organization. Right. So here's the fear, because this is what a lot of people are. You want him to play every day. Mm-hmm. You want him to, if he starts struggling to the point where he's not getting it done, you got to send him down. And that is a big fear these days where they once they bring a guy up, they don't want to send him back. Right? So to me, it's the conversation. Hey, we're gonna we think that you can do this. If you struggle, understand you're going back. We want you to work it through it in in AAA. Or do you just say, nah, work through your problems? Because the problem with that is you you run into guys like Cole Tucker who can't work through their problems at that level. Cole Tucker was also rushed. He was. I don't think he was. I no, I agree with that. I don't think his development plan was was well developed. No, certainly not. And that's we know that. That's. But if but if Cruz comes out, I'm I'm just going to throw is a he rushed? couple numbers. No, he's isn't he like 24 years old? Uh, I don't age age doesn't play into it for me. It really doesn't. It, it does for me. It, like to, to me, a point, it does. He's a he's an international guy, so obviously him and Cole Tucker are are in completely different world wavelengths. And Cole Tucker mm-hmm. is a, a high school player, so he's on a different wavelength than a guy like Nick Gonzalez. So like all of those things are completely different. And I, I just don't know. I I don't know. I think a guy he's either there or he's not, as far as like his his development. He's mm-hmm. either there or he's not. And I don't care about how old you are. I, I just, to me, it doesn't, I don't, age does not say, well, he's 23, he ought to be there. But a college player sometimes is 23 when they get drafted. They're not ready just because they're right. 23. Right. So but if you get drafted out of college. They're on the fast track. They're on the fast track, but you still might not be making your debut till 25, 26, which is still acceptable for a rookie to be that age. Even though there's also guys that get drafted out of high school like Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, that are like, hey, 19, they're ready to go. Or international mm-hmm. guys who get signed at 16 who then end up like 19 years old, three years in, they're ready to make their show debut because they've had their, you know what I'm saying? Like some yeah. guys are, and some guys physically age sooner. Yeah. You know, like 
we're going to talk about one of these guys who's enormous that we just signed. You know what I mean? And so, right. like, you know. I'm just saying, if O'Neill Cruz comes out in spring training, and I'm just going to throw a couple numbers out here, and let's say he's, you know, he's he goes and comes out and bats 350 with an on-base of, like, 450, and he hits six home runs in the spring, he's starting shortstop on my team. Uh, Kevin Newman led spring training batting averages last year, right? That's fine. But he also <laughs> didn't hit a bunch of homers. Right. Yeah, I get it. I, you know what I'm saying? But though? who started? But who started shortstop for us? Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman. Did it work out? Doesn't matter. Okay. So you're okay, but you're just saying that's I'm just the saying, decision you're if making. If he comes out and so, puts like absurd numbers like that out, you can't ignore him. My thought process on that, and this is the last thing because we want to be because we want to move on to the next thing. But my thought process on that is that unless this is my initial thought process. Unless somebody who's supposed to be playing second, who's in that group of guys competing for second base, unless all of those guys are bad, because if any of those guys are good enough, like if Michael Chavis comes out and also surprises you, Kevin Newman's playing shortstop. I think it's just the way it's going to be. You know that. Regardless of whether or not we would make that decision, you know he's playing shortstop. And if he's not yeah. playing short... He's playing second, which means that none of those guys who are who are up for that second base position. If you ask me if I'm going to be playing and say, I'm not watching any spring training games, opening day is going to be Cole Tucker at second base and Kevin Newman is short regardless of how people perform. So you think Cole Tucker has got the second base job? I think he will get it because... I don't know that anyone else is going to take it. And if no one takes these jobs, those are the two that will that will get those jobs. Okay. I got you. On opening day. And I think yeah. that you and I think that there's gonna be a clear plan for other guys to play second base as well. Yeah. But I think that as we see it, I think those are gonna be the guys that are in the positions and that's what we're gonna be looking at, and we're all gonna say Oh, jeez. And it's, and <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Regardless of yeah. whether that means Cole Tucker actually goes out and hits, which is possible too, mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he earns second base, or if no one does anything and O'Neill Cruz hits 250 with six home runs, right? Or O'Neill Cruz hits, but what if he throws eight of them into the stands? Yeah. He's not going to play short. Right. And I don't think that you're ever going to let O'Neill Cruz DH if that comes into the game, I don't think he makes his debut DHing. Because if so, he's a DH forever. And I don't yeah. think they want to do that. Maybe they do. Maybe it wouldn't be bad. But I, I think that they're going to... If if he's there, they're, they're, they plan on him playing short. Yeah. And the problem is, is if it's throws that are the problem, they'll work it out. Because he's if he's still fielding the position then he's still fielding the position. Yep. And the Pirates don't care about longevity. They're not going to keep him forever anyway. But it's true. But I agree with what you're saying in is, no, 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 let these guys play it out and go with your two best guys at these positions. Mm-hmm. So I, but I, I'm just saying, I, but I don't think that's what they'll do. I don't either. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 
Are to we going to try to win more games or not? I don't think that right. we're still going. I don't think we're competing with the roster that we have for the playoffs. But are right. we still going to try to win as many games as this group of individuals are capable of winning? Right. And also remember, somebody's got to go from this 40-man roster because we've got to find a way for a catcher to be on it. Mm-hmm. So someone's gone. Tell me it's not going to be from that middle infield group if somebody right. doesn't show up. It might be. Easily might be. Also it could be a pitcher. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're halfway through here. Let's take a break. Come back and talk about international signings. Good? Sounds good. Let's do it. Guys, thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. You can check us out on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Bridge, the number two Bucktober. Likes, follows, those things. Also, remember, we're on the video now on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube, Bridge to Bucktober. Subscribe, like, comment, all those things. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Bridge to Bucktober podcast. I got a little stumbled over my words there. It was like crap. I'm running like. All right. We want to get into these uh, international signings and all that stuff. I was like, oh, wait, I have to say something. So you brought up uh, in an earlier episode, like last week or the week before, whatever, the, the Pirates were favorites to, to land uh, either Jordani or, or uh, Tony Blanco. Turns out they did. Both of yeah. those guys. So this is kind of the big deal. Um, before we get into the players and everything, I know that like there's a lot of like international signings. Okay, well, so what? You know what I mean? What does this mean? Well, let's go through like a couple of things to show what this is because this might be part of the CBA in the future. I kind of hope not uh, just for uh, specific reasons that I don't think we'll get into, but whatever. Uh, here's a little mumbo-jumbo about what international signings are and kind of the things around it. So this season uh, and last season, um, but uh, this the signing period began January 15th. It runs all the way through December 15th. Um, it's the second year in a row they've, they've started in January. Uh, this because the deal between MLB and MLBPA in March of 2020. So yes, in March of 2020, they actually agreed to something. Uh, dealing with international <laughs> signing period during the pandemic. International bonus pools for this year. This is kind of the way that they come up with these things. The club that received the competitive balance pick in round B of the draft, which is the Cardinals, D-backs, Indians, Orioles, Padres, Pirates, Rockies, and Royals, receive a pool of $6,262,600. Basically, this is how much money you have to spend. So Mm -hmm. spend it wisely, you know, essentially. The clubs with a competitive balance pick in round A, which are the Brewers, Marlins, Reds, uh, Rays, Tigers, Twins, receive $5.7 million. And the base signing pool for the Angels, which is just the base, this is how much you're... And they, they, they do cap this so that you don't, like one team doesn't sign everyone kind of a thing. Right. Uh, but the base it, for the Angels, Astros, A's, Braves, Cubs, Giants, Mariners, Mets, Nationals, Phillies, Rangers, Red Sox, White Sox, and the Yankees... million. And then the Dodgers Blue Jays actually forfeited 500,000 from their pools for signing players who had rejected qualifying offers. This is one of those things where like, if you sign one of these guys who rejected a qualifying offer, you get, this is you get, you don't get this pick. Like you forfeit a certain pick and you also forfeit 
$500,000 of international signing money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. If you, if that I was... went really fast, then just back it up and listen again. That's all basically. Oh, all <laughs> those people get 4.6 million after the five. Okay. What do you got? Yeah. Now I was just saying that was for when, you know, the, the Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer and Blue Jays signed George Springer. Yeah. Those were the players they signed that caused them to forfeit their money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the teams, yeah, the teams are not allowed to trade international, uh, international bonus slots during this signing period. So I think that means like those competitive, like you can't trade your competitive balance pick in round B because there, because there's international signing tied to it, I guess, I guess that's what that means. Be honest with you. I'm not real sure. (laughs) No, I I think they're saying you can't, you can't take you're like you're signing pool some of your money and trade it so that you have more money oh right because you can include x amount of money in yeah you could say here's you also get a million of our okay i see what you're saying because normally you you could trade but you can't trade it during the signing period and right now the signing period is january 15th to december 15th so basically you can't trade it (laughs) right all right there are some guidelines international player uh, this is for the players, uh, is eligible to sign with a major league team between these these times. He must be 16 before he signs and 17 before September 1st of the following year. So there are some guys who are 15 right now who are going to turn 16 before September 1st of this year, right? So no, if, if he has to be No, 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 I'm saying there are, there are guys out there right now who are currently oh, 15... Sure. Who sure. will be who will be sixteen before December or before September first? Who will then sign? Let's say your birthday is January fourteenth, or I mean J- July fourteenth, and you're fifteen right now. On July fifteenth or fourteenth, you can then sign to a team. That that's all the way up till December fifteenth. Sep no, September first. Yeah. No, you can't turn you can't turn 17 or you can't turn Yeah, if your birthday because because it says that you have to be you you have to be 17 before September 1st the following year. Right. So August 31st, right. if you turn 17 August 31st 2023, that means you can turn 16 on August 20 or August 31st this year, 2022. If you turn 16 you can turn 16 before December 15th. You're you're eligible to be signed anytime during that period, but not until you turn 16. The signing period is January 15th to December 15th. Yeah, if but you turn 16 December 14th, they can sign you on December 14th. No, they can't because you have to be 17 before September 1st of the following year. You see what I'm saying? It says and be 17 before September 1st. So you can turn six. So there's even guys out there right now who are 15 who are not signed but can still sign at some point by by August 31st. Yeah. And you can still sign them. I got you. But then after that, it's like, well, anybody who turns 16 now will not be available until next the next international signing period sure now if a 16 year old all of a sudden develops into a guy you'd want to sign you you can as long as he's going to be 17 before that september 1st so if there's a guy out there who's 16 right now 
and you know he hasn't been just not getting looks and all of a sudden he just grows or something throughout the year you know you can sign him anytime right yeah so anyway glad we sorted that out (laughs) (laughs) sorry i got totally lost there for a second yeah no and that's the thing that's what that's the weird thing about these international signings is like there are weird things so it actually even says dude if we would just kept reading reading in practical terms that means players born between september 1st 2004 and august 31st 2005 will be eligible to sign in this signing period. So, in the yeah, upcoming could signing just period. just let you keep reading. And yeah. yeah. Save okay. us five minutes. So, uh, <laughs> players also have to be registered with Major League Baseball in advance in order to be eligible to sign. So, those kids that are 15 that are turning 16 would have had to have already uh, registered for this. Mm-hmm. All right. So, now we know what it is, at least. These are all those players that are international. They're not going to be in the draft because they didn't come up here, and you're getting the opportunity to sign them. These are the rules around that. In 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 here, the American players can't sign at 16, right? That's just not a way that it can be. It can happen. It can happen to these international players. Um, so before we dig into our players, I want to play a little. <laughs> I want to play a little game called Twitter Reacts. Because as you guys can imagine, when the Pirates tweet out anything about signing players, the the pseudo-Pirate fans on Twitter, which <laughs> I, I call them pseudo-Pirate fans because it's like you're, you want to be a Pirate fan. You're, at least, you're interested. You're engaged, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not a Pirate fan. You're not rooting for anyone. <laughs> right. That's just right. the way it goes. Like, they'll wait till they're good to root for them. And that's, that is what it is, you know. But it's fun. While they're doing it, because what do you think you're going to hear? So the Young Bucks account, Young Bucks Pittsburgh, they tweet out that we've signed 19 players for the current 2021-2022 international signing period. So they're, they're making their statement. The very first comment, I'm sorry, when's the last time signings like these resulted in anything on the MLB field for the Pirates? And then brought up Luis Heredia, Heredia, who was a pitcher that was supposed to be really good and never, never made it. And I like so I want to shout out here to the Fire, Pirates Fan Forum podcast because Gary Morgan is basically like uh, Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco, Rodolfo Castro, O'Neill Cruz, who the Dodgers signed in this signing period. Then we got him for the Tony Watson trade. It's also brought guys like Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, Wander Franco. Fernando Tatis, Vladimir Guerrero. Like, dude, that big time <laughs> players yeah. are required at this. This is a big deal because there are yeah. like this is the potential to have some like legit players coming through. I mean, and you look at you look around the league and it's dominated by international players. There's a lot, yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh <laughs> well, the guy comes back with saying those are decent answers, but those guys are long gone. Not really. Like, they've just got traded or released, <laughs> like, in the last couple of years. And not long Castro's, gone. Castro's still there. Cruz, Cruz is, is still, still there. there. And I thought uh, that was interesting. Like, he could have said a lot more people. Yeah. Like, he stopped there. You could have yeah. brought up Jose Tabata. You could have, you know what I mean? Like, there were other guys <laughs> that we could have brought up that were that have been there and have been productive. Or at least yeah. could have been. 
You know what I mean? You even think about guys, you know, like Elias Diaz and you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's guys. Um, but anyway, it's, it, it goes to those other things that he says because he, he comes back in and said they're long gone. Um, but the others you mentioned don't play in the pirates organization, spending money on real MLB players. Anything else is cheap and silly via nutting. And it's like, okay, but that has nothing to do with this. Right. So you just get right. a lot of this, uh, Bob nutting and things like that. And, and here's another comment. How many, how many free agents has nutting signed for 2021, 22, same old story. Okay. But <laughs> it still does it. I can't wait to see what prospects we get when we trade these guys away in six years. And then how about this one? Unfollow. That was the response. Just unfollow. <laughs> and then the, the meme from uh, Peter Griffin. Oh my God, who the H cares. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the specific players. I just want to get through it. To me, this is funny because these are the same answers that you get every time something happens. Yeah. Right? Every time. We've signed Tony Blanco Jr., which, by the way, this is one of the guys that we'll talk about. And somebody said, good signings. The guy replies, cares. You couldn't even say, who cares? <laughs> like, it's just right. cares. Yeah. How about he's going to be good for the Yankees when we trade him for peanuts in six years? Let's go one step further. <laughs> peanuts. Jeez. And then somebody tweeted about him. So this guy still thinks Neil Huntington is GM. <laughs> if they went after true free agents like they do international players, we just might have a good baseball team. What? How about this one? Does this mean the lockout's over? <laughs> <laughs> How much MLB experience does Tony have? I know all <laughs> I know all players have to start somewhere, but what MLB experience does Tony bring to the team? 16 years old. 16 years old. He's not going to be playing for the Pirates this year. I like this one. Pirates <laughs> considering bringing back Polanco. What? <laughs> Another prospect. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Prospects baseball team. And then <laughs> here's one. They'll blow it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another oh, one. Here's the comments to <clears throat> the Pirates have signed shortstop Jordani De Los Santos. We are going back to the World Series. Let's go. <laughs> Same guy who said cares on the last <laughs> one. Here's another one. Any MLB experience coming to the lineup this season, or are we going to watch another year of farm ball? Has still has nothing to do with this kid signing. Nothing. <clears throat> Absolutely nothing. And then somebody say, imagine not liking this move. We've seen these moves before. Buy your 2030 season tickets. 2030, by the way, this guy went to. Buy your 2030 <laughs> season tickets now. How about some actual experience joining the team? <laughs> that, I love that he used a clown emoji. Yeah, yes, that's right. That's actually important. Clown. Jeez. And so the, the guy replied back, would be kind of dumb to sign a vet to a rebuild. Uh, that's okay. He's getting into some things. Doesn't have to be a vet. Someone with MLB experience. Let's say four to five years minimum in the MLB. Hey, bro, that's a vet. Yeah. Four to five years, you're a veteran already. Like you. <clears throat> Absolutely. You're in the major leagues now. Veteran doesn't mean old player, does it? Do you think? I don't think so. I think it's somebody who's been around the game for a little bit. I think if it's an yeah. old vet, you would say old vet. <laughs> yeah. Or you would say like long-term vet or, you know what I'm saying? Four to yeah. five years minimum at the MLB level. 
at this point, I wouldn't consider it a rebuild. Rome was built faster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we're only in year two of our rebuild. Really? I mean, 1920. So I mean, this would be year. This is we're going in a little. You know, going what I'm into year three. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he was. 2019 was when he was brought in, right? So 2020 was Sherrington's first season. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going into year three. Uh, here's another one. And the moment he does well, we'll trade him. I like Los Santos GTA. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced the signing of a right-handed pitcher, Hung Leng Chang, from Taiwan. Um, and the very first comment on that was a gif of somebody yawning. <laughs> Uh, and then somebody else tweeted, poor fella. And somebody else, hashtag extend Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as true as that may be. Yeah. And then how about this one? Pirates, when will you when will you guys sign me? And then somebody said, when they sign Kutch. And he said, I'm better than Kutch. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Pirates Twitter. Way to go. I hope. And here's the thing. Anybody who tweeted these out, I, I mean, I could have named their names because it wouldn't have mattered. They're not listening. Right. They're they're not listening to us. Certainly not us, but they're also not tuning sure. into any of these Pirates podcasts. Right. They're not tuned in. All right, guys, let's talk about the players. I just thought that would be fun. It was a lot more fun reading them than it was like it, when they happened than it was right now. So I hope that <laughs> for you guys, the first time hearing those things, you're rolling your eyes saying... Yeah, go figure. Every time. Mm. Every yeah. time that we hear the same things, the same tired things. Yeah. Just, you know, bring something new to the table. So let's talk about, let's start with those two guys. I don't know that we're going to read down through the list. There's a lot of them. Go check Pirates Twitter. They got the whole list there. 19 players signed by the Pirates uh, when this kicks off. As we said, you know, there could be more, but basically the guys that you're trying to pick up most of these guys, I think, find their way to be signed very quickly. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, there's some 400 and some players that were just signed. So it happens pretty quickly. Even though it goes long, you know, it is what it is. So you're Donnie De Los Santos, the shortstop out of Dominican Republic. Uh, they rank these, these guys. MLB Pipeline ranks the international prospects. This guy was ranked number 12 on the top 50. Um, he signed for $1.2 million. 16 years old, he'll be 17 in February. 61170. What do we know about him? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean he's it's it's a bigger, you know, not I mean he's 16 years old and he's already 61, so he's still could grow. Could grow. You know, so he's kind of a bigger guy. Um he's got a lot of pop. Yeah. So, he's number 12 on the list. Uh there's a lot of shortstops on that list too. Um and I think the top of the list is pretty jam-packed like I mean, it's either center field or shortstop and through the top yeah. six guys and there's a first baseman sprinkled in the rest of the top 12 are shortstops and outfielders predominantly center field i mean that's just what you get in the international uh pool a lot so there's a lot of them he like i said he's number 12 there's one two three four five shortstops ahead of him mm-hmm. highly regarded shortstops three of them in the top five uh, from what I from what I've read, um, this dude could be really good. 
Yeah. Obviously, at 6'1", you're going to hear things like, oh, you know, he'll eventually move to second or third. Yeah, well, that's what they said about Cruz, too. As of right now, he's still shortstop. <laughs> but other guys have moved, you know what I mean? Yeah. So th- that's that's how things go. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry for the delay right here. Um, Jake's video on the video portion is a little bit delayed right now, so I'm just doing a little thing to try to refresh that. Because I know that we were just talking over top of each other. You good there? Uh, yep. All right. I think we're caught up. Sorry about that. Uh, right. For those of you listening to the audio, I know that seems kind of weird. For those of you watching on YouTube, you were probably like, hey, what the heck? You guys are talking over each other. So just wanted <laughs> to get that caught up real quick. Um, yeah, I, I think these are, it's weird because they're 16 years old. He'll be, like I said, he'll be 17. He's probably going to he's going to be playing in Dominican Summer Leagues this year. It's probably not going to be a name you're going to hear very much about for a couple of years at least. But these are still some big time dudes. Um these guys could end up being very I mean this could be Marte down the road, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So an impact like that. So it it is exciting. It's just hard to get too excited this early. Sure. So our other guy is really a topic and it's it's why we started with the number 12. This guy's the number 11 uh, overall uh, in the top 50. Tony Blanco Jr. signed for 900000 and he's also 17, uh, 16, but he'll be 17 in like May, so he'll play this season at 17. He's a big dude, isn't he? They, I mean, there's some questions around his size because it looks like a few places have him listed at 6'6". Six, six. Some places list him at 6'5". Yeah. But dude is like 230 to 240 pounds. <laughs> 16 this years is old, a guys. Big dude. Yeah. So put it into perspective, Giancarlo Stanton's 6'5, 225. Yeah. I mean, it's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. But he, he's gotten some comps like uh, Fran Mel Reyes for the Indians, too. Okay. Just a big guy with power. Yeah. Uh, right handed hitter. Just to say, both of these guys are righties. Um, I know that's, you know, I always wonder that same thing, but um, huge dude, hopefully huge power. That's what's projected of him. Number 11 overall, right? I mean, this is what I'm saying. The yeah. outfielders that are ahead of him are are probably guys who are clearly center fielder type, I think. Um, probably, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm looking at these guys, 6'3", 180. Uh, six one two oh nine. I mean, listed as center field. The other guy was listed as an outfielder, but five and six are listed as center field. The number eight guy's six three two ten. So that's a possible corner outfield guy. This Tony Blanco, they're saying left, right field, and first base. Like this, <laughs> he's massive. Yeah. Uh, you would think he's not going to grow anymore, but yeah. And and at sixteen years old, I mean, to be two hundred forty pounds, he could also slim down. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I mean I'm he not... could he could he could lose you know, not necessarily lose poundage, but he could slim down, gain muscle. Yeah, I mean know, certainly pitch. you gotta think about I mean he when you you know, when you get to be an adult you put on dad weight or Yeah man, man weight. weight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Blanco's dad uh had a cup of coffee with the Nats in 05, uh played pro ball overseas. So there's a little bit of pedigree there. A guy who had, mm-hmm. had played professional baseball. Uh, so that's always good. Uh, dude, uh, you never know. We'll, we'll see how these actually, guys go on the ranks. And it actually looks like some of the things have him uh, being faster 
than De Los Santos. De Lo, I did see De Los Santos wasn't like speed wasn't part of his game, so so to speak. But again, which, at sixteen, he could he could get more. Yeah, uh, they say that. they say like uh, I don't know. You know how they do these things. He's, yeah. He runs athletic though. You know what I mean. So like it's not like he's uncoordinated. Right. He, he still looks good. He's just it's just not that's not one of his big tools. So, uh, so yeah. Those two guys are the two that we're going to highlight. There is uh, Hung Lang Chang. Like I said, they they did announce him too. So um, he he's down the list on like getting the uh, when we looked at the actual like signing bonus or whatever. There's he there's some guys that make a little more than him, but um, I guess he was kind of the top pitcher out of Taiwan or something. So um, I don't have very much on him though. But they did announce yeah. him. And they didn't announce some of the other guys surrounding him, so apparently it's a little more important. But outside of that, there's 19 names overall. Um, we did want to kind of highlight uh, where the Pirates stand in this. Um, and so the top 12, we're the only team to sign two of the top 12. Now, I know we signed 11 and 12, meaning we didn't get one of the top 10. But like we said, there's a pool. And, you know, mm-hmm. we only had so much. It, for for example, uh, the number two guy Christian Vaquero signed with the Nationals for four point nine million. They don't have much room to sign anyone else at that point, right? Uh, you it, know, Roderick Arias, you? which is the number one guy, the Yankees signed for four million, and the Reds I, they don't know the number that Ricardo Cabrera signed out of Venezuela, but that dude's supposed to be really good. He was number three. And is it or does it kind of remind you of Sherrington's draft? A little bit. We, we could have taken yeah. Marcelo Meyer, but he would have costed a lot more. So it's, we're like, wait, we can get more guys that are top talent. Yeah. Just not get that. Top yeah. To guy. put that in perspective, of those top fifty, which is you know the only rankings that we that we're looking at right now, the 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 next team to sign two players like that high. Is the Brewers who signed the number twenty three and number and uh, number twenty one and number twenty three players, mm-hmm. who were also shortstop and an outfielder, and they actually paid more for those two guys than we did, because Tony Blanco only signed for nine hundred thousand. Um, <laughs> I got kids screaming behind me. You got dogs wrestling behind <laughs> you. This is a great week. It's so funny. Anyway, uh, you know so. You're saying we got 11 and 12. The next team with two players on this list is 21 and 23. And then after that, it's the Cardinals who signed the number 14 overall and the number 26 overall. So, you know, when you look at that, you're 11 and 12. Like, I think we did pretty well. You know what I mean? Yeah. 19 players. How does that line up? I have, uh, I made a spreadsheet of all the signings or whatever. Miami signed 39 players. Milwaukee, 33, L.A., 31. There were six more teams that signed more players than the Pirates, and there were three other teams for a four-team total that signed 19 players. The average number of players, though, is is over 15 is the average, over 15 players per team. So we're above that. Yeah. Um, like I said, 473 players on the list that I had. 473 players signed. Um, there were teams with less than 10 players signed. Minnesota, nine. <laughs> They're going nuts. Hold on one second. 
I'm just going to mute my mic. Go I'll ahead. go ahead and read through this here. Yeah, New York Yankees, Kansas City Royals, seven players each. Seattle, six players. Oakland, four players. The White Sox, only three. But the interesting thing is, is the White Sox are on the list of having two players in the top 50, even though they only signed three players. So that's kind of interesting in that as well. Um, Minnesota also on that list, and they were they signed three players in the top 50 and only signed a total of nine players. So um, there was a lot of teams with uh, – I'm sorry, no, yeah, Minnesota. The Angels, the Reds, the Twins, the Red Sox, and the Padres all signed three players who were ranked in the top 50. We were in the group of, of teams that signed two players in the top 50. So – even then, even saying that, like Cincinnati, you know, they they got the number three overall guy and were able to sign two more guys in the top 50 uh, while they were going through their signing. So I would say Cincinnati did pretty well here too. And they didn't yeah. sign quite 19, but it was close. Oakland and Tampa Bay are the only two teams not to sign a player in the top 50, and Oakland only signed four players. It's just not a priority for them. <laughs> it's international. I mean, like, it's just not a thing. They're just like, we don't care. Yeah. But, hmm. yeah, no, it's interesting, but it does look like they they did pretty well. 19 players is, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. You don't know how many of those will end up being something or how many of them won't, but I'm telling you, international uh, has been a focus of the Pirates in the past, and it continues to be with the new regime. So there's a lot of, there could be a lot of good things that come out of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Not saying it's anything you need to be like, hey, let's tell all our friends about it because we're so excited. But uh, right. you know, at least those two guys, Jordani De Los Santos and uh, and Tony Blanco Jr., at least something to keep an eye on. A couple years, yep. you'll say, yeah, I remember that name. So yeah, I'm excited to see how. How they uh, develop. I think sometimes the even, big tall guys are, yeah, that's the thing. I think the tall guys, the big guys are always interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're always interesting to follow along to see what in the world is going to happen about that. So that's kind of cool. Uh, hey, man, that's all we had today. We're, we've run out of time now. I I, I do want to say Hall of Fame announcement will be made Tuesday. Kind of a big thing to pay attention to. This is a big year. Yeah. There's going to be some decisions to be made um, real quick. Jake, where are you at with Bonds, Clemens, these guys? Where are you at with allowing guys who have the numbers? Let's start with that. No question, Bonds has the numbers. Yep. Where are we at with letting these guys into the Hall of Fame as Hall of Famers? Are, are we are we done with this? Are we so far removed that we're just saying, listen, I'm okay with it? Or are we I'm, saying I'm, absolutely not? Yeah, it's 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 a tough one, especially for a guy like Bonds. Um, never really tested positive. He was in the reports, but he never actually failed a test. That, to me, you just can't hold that against him and you know vote for him. Yeah, I, to me, there's also another piece of that to say. Where's your line? Right. Because if you set a precedence right now, there's a couple things that could happen. Mad people are going to start opening up all of the things that are wrong with the people that are already there. Yeah. And on top of that, our testing is so rigorous right now. If you failed a test, and that was the only time that you failed a test, but you failed one test and you served your suspension, are you now ineligible entirely 
or if this guy puts together an honest career after that moment, you know what I'm saying? Or had yeah, put it's... in an honest career before that moment. Maybe he was aging and said, oh, I need something, you know what I mean, and made a mistake. Or he was young trying to get an edge and made a mistake and then was clean. Where do you draw the line on that? You're setting a precedence that I think is just going to be hard to continue. And what it's going to lead into is you're going to end up putting guys in and then years down the road, we're going to allow these guys in because it's so far away from reality. Oh, now that they're dead and gone and we're all dead and gone, we're going to allow these guys in because they put up the numbers and you're so far beyond that, that it's okay now. Right. And, and besides that also, what about all those guys that in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years, we actually pull guys out of the hall of fame because of things that people are looking up about guys. I just, I don't know, but what I do know is what do you open up when you make, when you make that type of stand, what do you open up for the future for guys? I mean, I'm not saying Starling Marte has got a hall of fame career, but is he just not even considered because he failed a test? Right. And then do you also separate what a quote unquote PED is versus like actual like steroid, you know what I mean? Like, not just right. a performance enhancer, but like apparently these guys are just straight roiding up WWF style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I and, don't. And what do roids really even help? I mean, you still have to hit the ball. You still have to locate the pitch. Yeah. Really. And there's arguments too, where you say like, oh, he was a hall of famer before steroids. But the thing is, is like, well, we don't know when <laughs> steroids right. were and were they right. only to beef up over one off season. And then he was clean. I'm not saying he was, but what if he was clean for the rest of it? He was just able to maintain. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I just, I, I just don't know. But yeah. because I don't it's know, I, I don't know that I would be able to say like, dude, we, we tell a story, but yeah. the numbers and are there. The numbers. the numbers are there. I just don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Here's the thing. If Bonds gets in, I'm not going to riot. I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. He's either in or he's out. If you don't like it, don't go to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's all I can say. It's like like Bonds, Clemens, uh, Schilling. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see Schilling being tied to that. I don't remember that. I think they're, it's like their last chance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But then you also have like, Big Poppy's involved now, and there's some people saying, oh, he's guaranteed, and there are other people are saying, yeah, but he's been tied to all this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he oh. He actually tested positive. Did he want, did, yeah, okay, so but here it we was are. In that it was in that early report that wasn't supposed to be leaked. I got you. And Bonds wasn't in that one? Bonds didn't test positive in that one. Jeez Bonds, Louise. Bonds has just been in the reports of, hey, like the this Mitchell guy bought stuff. That. Yeah. Yeah, but he's never failed a test wow that okay. was like a rod failed a test on that early one and one later um he's also on this on the this is his last year too a rod is already mm-hmm. i don't know yeah man a rod was such a talent too yeah and his his uh his usage started in texas and he was already on his way when he was with seattle so he's another one that was like dude your talent was good enough you didn't have to do that Right. When he was in Seattle, we all said he might hit 800 home runs. 
Yeah. And then he's still, man. Well, we'll see. Tuesday, they're going to make the announcement. They'll see what it is. And, you know, we can react to it next week along with the, uh, along with the meetings tomorrow. Yep. Uh, to, I'm there. I'm kind of there to say, like, man, I don't mind. There's other guys I don't like in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I don't – I think that we have to be able to move past it. I think it was part of the game. I think it's part of the st- – and I know they're in the museum. I know. they're, and, mm-hmm. and that's a valid argument. We shouldn't enshrine them. They're there. The story's being told regardless of whether they're in or out, quote-unquote. But I, I'm just saying I don't know what I would do if I had a vote. I would have it's a hard tough. time voting. I would have a hard so time hard. writing him in. But if he gets in, I'm over it. Yeah. I, I just, I, I am, I don't think it was right that they did it. I think that MLB kind of swept it under the rug because it was reviving their game. So I think there's fault everywhere. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have a vote. Yeah, yeah, just for stuff like this. Uh, otherwise, I'd like to, but I, I think it... It'd be fun because you don't have to vote for 10 people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just vote for who you think. I, and, and it just depends. Some guys are big hall guys. Some guys are small hall guys. I, I don't care. It's not official. It, it, you know what I mean? Right. It, it's, it's good. It's a great thing. We've been there. But I've been there a couple of times. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to go back. And it, it's not going to be like a tainted hall if Barry Bonds is in it for right. me. Right. Like I said, I, I told you before we hit record, we don't know who else that's already in there. Or we don't know what kind of drugs were used previously. I mean, yeah. we, you've heard the things about the, the 60s and 70s of guys taking stuff just to stay on the field. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to go back and figure out what all that is? If you took something so that you could play that day because you were too tired, that's a performance enhancer. Yep. And I bet they get ibuprofen. I bet they get dinged. Oh, not ibuprofen. Oh, you're saying it could have been instead of what, what they I'm were saying, taking. Like, no, I'm no, I'm saying like if it, it helps you get on, like, oh, I'm so sore today, ibuprofen, and I can play. Yeah, but that's different. I mean, they they had things that actually picked you up. I know. You know what I mean? It, it's not like drinking a Red Bull. Like, you know what I mean? They they were <laughs> taking stuff, and right. the thing is, is like. Uh, players now will get 50 games for less than what they used to do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's all. Anyway, that's all I got. You got anything else? No. Vote Todd Helton. Let's go. Vote Todd Helton, huh? <laughs> is he? He's on the ballot now, right? Is he? Is he yeah, in danger made, of going making, off? No, not yet. Okay. But he's make he's trending in the right direction from everything I've heard. There you go. That's one of your dudes, man. That's one of my favorites. That's cool. All right. Well, hey, uh, looks like the Rams are finishing up the Bucks tonight, right? Is that true? I believe so. So Tom Brady's out. I think a lot of people are excited about that. Maybe even out. Like out, out. Imagine. Yeah, that's what it... Rams Rams win. Rams win. 30 to 27. So we got Rams. We got uh, yesterday it was Bengals and... Uh, 49ers somehow. 49ers. Again. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine Aaron if Rogers, you're... <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is 0 and 4 against the 49ers in the playoffs. If you're a Packers fan, dude, I, I mean, I had them winning by two scores for sure. 
That's rough. Uh, yeah. Go, go Matt Stafford. I'm a big Matt Stafford fan. If you're not watching, uh, if, if man, the, how is Garoppolo still alive? <laughs> oh my gosh, the quarterbacks in these playoffs, except for him, are unreal. Yeah. Tonight, who do you got? I know who you oh, got. That's gonna be so hard. It's not for I you though. I hope the Bills win. Yeah, that's what I figured you would say. The Bill, <laughs> it's either the Bills or the Kansas City, which is probably your favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC over the Bengals. Um, but man, Joey B, if you're not watching that guy either, holy right. cow, he gets absolutely creamed yesterday. Still puts up 350 and a great completion percentage, but I mean. I can't. He's a stud. He's the, the real Bills, The Bills and the Chiefs, though, I, I just don't know. I don't know if, if that team, if that Bengals team's going to take them down. Yeah. Just don't know. Could you imagine if they did and San Francisco also made it? Not because they're the like the underdogs, but like because the Bengals have only been to the Super Bowl twice, and both times they lost to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like, seriously? <laughs> This is right. what we this is what we have to go up against. Although it'd probably be their best shot, yeah, for sure. All right, guys, <laughs> I'm out of here. All right, let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks.